In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I think it's fitting that we have in the backdrop here an altar adorned in white in celebration of a recommitment of marriage vows this morning by Lee and Lynn Kep. After 45 years of marriage, they said, we know God's been all in and we want to re-up our commitment and be all in. What a beautiful celebration and a reminder of God's love for his bride, us, the church, right? And the crazy and astonishing thing about God is that he chooses to love us. He chose to love us while we were still sinning. And that his loves know no bound. In our epistle, we hear that in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Contrary to what a young boy of three had to say to me when I was trying to teach the story of the shepherd that goes off for the one sheep instead of leaving the 99 behind and I said he would go to the ends of the earth and we had this green felt blanket down for the pasture and he said uh-uh he won't go under here and he pulled the blanket up I said yes he will he won't go here or there yes yes and he he pulled a fast one on me and he said well he won't go down here I was like Yes, he would, but that was a fast one that only a three-year-old could do, right? They've got all the answers. I pray for his mother still, because she had quite, quite a young theologian on her hands, even at three. But the reality is, and I hope that you can see, that you are his, and that nothing, nothing can separate you from his all-encompassing love. What a grace, what a joy, when we know that in our bones. <coughs> so what is it that gets in the way? I would say that what gets in the way for some is our limited understanding of God's desire to work all things together for good. Even the most tragic of circumstances not that he causes it, but that he will bring good out of it, if we but allow him. For it is the very nature of love itself to transform hearts and lives. That is God's way. I have a powerful example of such an example in a young woman by the name of Stacy who had her whole life before her. She was a senior in high school and she was making plans for her future 
when in just a few moments, everything changed. She was driving to school on her usual route down the country road that she knew so well. And it was a very sunny day that day, and she looked down to find her sunglasses in her purse. It was only a few seconds that she took her eyes off the road, but those few seconds changed everything. She felt her car had hit something, and she feared it was an animal. She pulled over, got out, and to her horror, it was not an animal, but an elderly woman. There had been projectile from her bicycle onto the side of the road. Stacy ran to get help because she knew minutes mattered there where they were in the country. She got in her car and drove to the next farmhouse and blurted out to the surprised woman who answered the door, call 911, back bicyclist down, and called her mom and said, meet me here, I need you. She returned to the scene and prayed, because she knew God. She knew God's love. She was even a young life leader at school. Thirty long minutes passed before the ambulance arrived, and once they did, they began to work on the woman and quickly pronounced that she was dead upon arrival, upon impact. Needless to say, the days and hours that followed were very dark for Stacy. Her whole life seemed to have ended that day. And yet there was this sliver of light in it all that was the husband of this woman, Marge's response. When he got word, he asked, how is the driver? Is she okay? which seemed very odd to her, given the fact that she had killed his wife. The days blurred into weeks, but this man wanted to meet her, and no doubt she dreaded that encounter. But screwing up every bit of courage she had, she went to meet with them in their home nearby. And he told her how he'd been praying for her, and that she couldn't let this incident define her or limit her future. He said, my wife would not have wanted that for you. She would have wanted you to live beyond it and to trust God would work even this together for your good. Stacy couldn't believe what she was hearing. This man had lost the love of his life. She saw there on the walls the pictures of her and his family. But his concern was so much for her. Well, it turned out that Ben and Marge were no ordinary folk. They were believers in Jesus Christ. And Marge had in enjoyed a very sweet, close relationship with God. So much so that she had a sense that God would be taking her home soon. She didn't know when or how, but she had been telling her family, making things ready, because she knew she was ready 
to go home. She said, I don't know how it will happen, but know that I'll be okay because I'll be with the Father and you'll be there soon too. She was ready. So it was that Ben told Stacy, you see, God allowed you to be the instrument to help Marge go home because he knew that you were strong enough to let him bring good out of this, to bring glory to him. As you yield to him this circumstance and stay close to him, do not let it define your future, but let it open up new possibilities. Well, needless to say, Stacy could hardly believe her ears. She saw this beautiful woman, Marge, and her family was overcome by the grief of her own loss of being a part of this. But in the midst of all this, God was at work. And before she left her time with Ben, he said, please let me pray for you. Grace extended once again. And he prayed for her future, and that it be bright and glorious, and that she be a woman of prayer like his wife. That in fact, she take on the mantle as an intercessor that his wife had carried. As the months passed on, several times the district attorney tried to get Ben to press charges against Stacy, but he only said, Enough has been lost. Stacy must go on living contributing to the good of society, what good would it bring? No, there will be no charges. Grace upon grace upon grace. Time passed. Stacy went on to work with young girls, mentoring them, helping them to discover God's love and plan for them, praying for them as she imagined Marge had done for others. And she took the thing that she struggled with most, which was sexual promiscuity, and God took that and turned it around, and she was one to teach young girls about purity. God had taken the place she was most ashamed of and used it for a place of glory and beauty. She now has written many books. She and her husband have a a speaking ministry. They go all over. And she's touched countless lives that could have been so different. But one praying woman had readied her her family, and the husband then was able to pass that on. Do you see how it just keeps being passed on, this grace? So beautiful, so transformative, so not the way of the world. Over the years, Ben continued to write letters of encouragement to Stacy, and they were a mainstay to her staying the course, keeping her faith strong, 
and continuing to be emboldened to be a woman of great faith that she had heard of Marge being. You see, God's love knows no bounds, and it transforms our very nightmares into beauty over time. I pray that we can see God's hand at work in our own lives, working all things together for our good and for his glory. For God is in the business of transforming nightmares into beauty. It's slow, it's painful, and it requires commitment. But oh, the fruit is so glorious. May we bear glory fruit. Amen.